1: And without further ado, let's begin. So just to give some context, I'm currently in the UK and the town where I live is known for its drug scene, but it doesn't have a violent crime problem to speak of. And I think that's why I found what happened so shocking, because i lived in london before and while some messed up stuff did happen to me there it was nowhere near on the level of what happened to me earlier this year so my partner and i we live together in our flat which isn't a relatively busy residential area i work from home however and he's out of the flat quite a lot so i guess it might look to an outside observer like i live alone Our flat complex was once an old factory and we have these huge industrial windows so people walking on the street have a pretty clear view of our dining room which is where I work during the day. So it all started in July of this year. I'm ashamed to say that I can be a major rubbernecker and a lot of drama occurs on the road outside of our flat so I look out of the windows often during my workday for some light entertainment. The best one was a two-hour breakup that I got to watch unfold in a car just out below our window, but anyway, that's beside the point. One day, I got up to make myself a cup of tea, looked out of the kitchen window, and I saw this guy just staring at me. I was immediately struck by how intense it was and how he didn't look away, too, even when it was obvious that I was looking back at him. I felt creeped out by it, but I tried not to let it bother me. Like I said we have a lot of drug addicts and other weird characters that hang around here so it didn't seem like a a huge deal. I just went back to work and by the time that I'd sat down at the table it was gone. Now about a week later I think my partner had gone to visit his dad for the weekend so I was excited to hunker down and catch up on some of my favorite shows alone. After about 30 minutes the buzzer to the flat went. The buzzer is so loud and It scared the heck out of me when I heard it. In fact, I was lucky my popcorn didn't go flying out of my hands. But our flat complex has this big porch where teenagers and addicts love to hang out because it provides shelter from the rain and about four people can sit down inside of it. Sometimes people lean up on the buzzers by accident too when they're hanging out on this porch, so I assumed it was just that. After a few seconds, however, the buzzer went again and again and again and... Someone was pressing it in this sort of rhythmic pattern. It's something that I know my partner does when he's forgotten his keys too and it's kind of our code for me to let him in which is why I found it a a bit disconcerting. At first I was worried that he might have missed the bus to his dad's house and had decided to come back to the flat. I was nearly about to buzz him straight in too and I thought that it would be a good idea to just pick up the phone first and check who it was just in case. And as soon as I picked up that phone, the person standing near the intercom must have heard it because they said hello, and it was definitely not my partner. I politely asked who it was and why they were buzzing the flat so late at night, but all they said was, can you let me in? I asked them what they wanted to come in for, and they said, you invited me, remember? While they were talking, they kept kind of laughing under their breath. And the whole exchange just really put me on edge. I told them that I had no idea who they were and in the end I just hung up. I was half expecting them to start pressing the buzzer again too but thankfully they they didn't. After a few minutes I crept out of the flat to have a look at who was on the porch but they were long gone. My partner has to get up early for work whereas I'm more of a, a night out to be honest. Most nights, I'm up until around 2 or 3 in the morning, working on my laptop while he's asleep. And a few nights after the intercom incident, I was on my laptop watching YouTube videos and realized that we'd forgotten to take the trash out. Now, this happens a lot, and it's not uncommon for me to take the trash out at around 1 or 2 in the morning. At least, it wasn't until this happened, that is. You see, I put my slippers on, grabbed the bag of trash and took it out to the curb outside the flat's main entrance. When I looked across the street, there was this guy sort of standing on the opposite street corner. He was watching me and his eyes followed me all the way from the front door to the curb. I noticed that he was smoking so I assumed that he must have lived in one of the houses across the street and I remember even thinking, wouldn't it be creepy if he tried to come over here? As I put the trash bag down, I caught a glimpse of movement out of the corner of my eye. I looked up and saw him walking in a sort of straight line across the road towards me, with his eyes fixed on me the entire time. Now, I don't know how to describe it, but the look on his face filled me with this instinctive sense of dread. It felt like someone had just turned my stomach inside out. So, I pulled my keys out of my hoodie pocket, turned around and ran to the front door. I've never felt that kind of fear before too and it was like my body was compelling me to get as far away from this guy as possible. Eventually, I got into the building, slammed the door behind me and rushed to my flat without looking back. I didn't want to know whether he followed me or not. But I told my partner about the whole thing the next day and how shook up I was. We agreed that we'd be more proactive with the trash and I've never taken it out late at night again. Fast forward to the beginning of August, about two weeks after the trash incident, and I'd pretty much forgotten about all of it. I was still too scared to go out late at night on the road, but nothing weird had happened since then. I went to bed at about two in the morning, but I felt restless for some reason, and really struggled to get to sleep that night. By about three, I was contemplating whether or not to give up and just go and do something else, when I heard this scream and the sound cut right through me there was something visceral about the terror in that scream I knew instantly that it was bad because my partner went from stone cold asleep to being up in a shot and he asked me what it was and I said that I didn't know I quickly went to the window straight away and looked out down one of the side roads near our flat I could see headlights but couldn't get a clear view of the car from where I was The screaming continued in bursts and after a while I could sort of make out the words. It was a woman and I think she was saying get out, get out over and over again. Like I said earlier, I'm used to hearing all kinds of domestic arguments take place on the road outside of our flat. Particularly since we're near the university and several popular bars but this, this was different. There was this raw fear in her voice that made the hairs on my arms stand up. I turned to my partner and said that I had to call the police. When they picked up and I explained what was happening, they seemed disinterested at first, but the operator's tone changed when I told them where it was. I think they must have been getting calls from all around the area about it. It was sometime during this phone call, though, that I heard a screech of tires and the screaming stopped. The operator asked me to go to the window and describe to them what was happening. When I looked down... There was this black car sat on the road. One of the neighbors from across the road was speaking to the two guys in the car. I had to twist to get a good look at them, but one of the guys in the car looked uncannily like the guy who had been watching me when I was putting out the trash that night. At first, the conversation seemed cordial, but it took a turn when the neighbor asked them some sort of question that I couldn't hear clearly, and they quickly sped off down the road. And within no less than 10 minutes, three police cars arrived and had blocked off the roads leading to our flat. Our residential area is on a grid system. They were knocking on doors and asking to speak to all of our neighbors. I told my partner that we should go out and speak to them since we saw a lot of what happened. And my partner had had the foresight to write down the license plate of the black car too. When we went out, there were these two girls talking to one of the police officers. They were both shaking and one of them looked as though she had been crying. I decided to try and stand nearby and wait for the girls to finish before speaking with the officer myself. And what they said made my blood run cold. So they were from one of the houses that looked out directly onto the road where I had seen the headlights. They had a clear view of what had happened. And like us, they had been alerted by the screaming and had gone straight to the window. From what they could gather, the black car had cut off a small red car on the road, like pulled right in front of it, and that's what had caused the girl driving the red car to scream the first time. They thought that it might have been some kind of a misunderstanding, but then they watched as one of the guys from the black car got out, walked to the red car, and jumped in through the window. That's the point when the girl must have been screaming, Get out, get out there had been some sort of a struggle and the girls watching said that they assumed the guy was just trying to steal the car but then he forced the driver into the back seat and that was when he drove off the two girls were both hysterical by this point and you could tell that they felt guilty for not intervening i could feel that same guilt beginning to seep into my own thoughts as well after the guy had driven off in the car the two men in the black car had gone the opposite way and turned the corner onto our road but had been stopped by another neighbor. Although this neighbor had been alerted by the screaming, he didn't actually witness what had happened, so he had stopped the black car to ask the guys what was going on without knowing that they were involved. And that was the exchange that we saw. When the guys started acting suspicious, he asked them if they would wait for the police to arrive, and that was the point that they drove off. It wasn't until we got back to the flat that... I think I started to put two and two together. You see, I have a small red car, just like the one that the girls had described, and I normally come back at night on that day of the week, since it's the day that I go to visit my parents. I had only come back earlier on this particular occasion because I needed to let a plumber in to do some work on the flat. So, what if they had been waiting for me and they just got the wrong car? Over the next few days, I contacted the police several times and checked the local news, but I never heard anything about the girl who was kidnapped. I still have no idea what happened to her. All I do know is that they found her car abandoned somewhere not far from where she was taken, but she wasn't in.
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
1: This was a few years back, but I want to share this experience with you guys. First, I would like to say that, no, I'm not a grave robber, nor am I a pervert or anything like that. But I was a construction worker back then, and we had to replace an old connector water pipe from a great church in our city with a new one. Around the church there was a, a lot of green lawn which, as we're about to learn, was allegedly used as a graveyard for the richer citizens from like 1100 up to 1800. The thing is though is that the ground there is very clay-like which brings the dissolving of a human skeleton to a halt. This, mixed with the old grave digging habits from the people back then, led to our excavator digging out lots and lots of human bones as soon as it got deeper than one meter that is. It was pretty awkward as our instruction team was just standing there staring while the excavator unearthed whole skeletons and then cut them in half because in real life the bones aren't still connected like they are in the cartoons and such. And I, as the trainee back then, got the unfortunate job to pick the bones from the earth pile the excavator created while my three co-workers just stood there refusing to even touch anything. I stood there wearing gloves... Taking up bones and complete skulls sometimes, brushing them off more or less clean and collecting them on a piece of cardboard until the archaeologists showed up on the site. They took photos and told us some facts of when the place was a graveyard before taking off again. After the work was done, we threw everything back in before the holes got filled up. Now, the thing about this whole experience though was that as soon as I started working at the bones, I just... Felt like I was being watched all of a sudden. Not by my colleagues too, but by something else. At some point too, I was even able to see something, but only from the corner of my eyes. At one point too, I saw two people standing right next to the hole, just watching as I did my thing. But as soon as I turned my head, whoever was there just disappeared. At first, I could have sworn they seemed to be upset gestures i I didn't quite see them like i said but i sort of thought that i saw them but as they seemed to notice that i was very caring and respectful with the remnants they just sort of stood there watching me after that they disappeared but i saw them again you see they reappeared in the same style on the always free back seats of our car as we headed back to the department Apparently, I was the only one seeing them, but my co workers were a little bit creeped out by the fact that I'd touched human bones without hesitating like that. Thankfully, whatever this was stopped after I prayed for them later on, but it was a, a fun job, I'm not going to lie, but man, it was a weird experience, let me tell you. Me and some of my buddies used to go to this place called Profile Rock in Freetown, Massachusetts, late at night sometime around 2 or 3 in the morning, I suppose. One night during the summer, I go to Profile Rock with three of my friends at 2.30 in the morning, just to mess about and explore and whatnot. Now, I didn't know this at the time, but Profile Rock in the area that we were in is a part of an area called the Bridgewater Triangle which is a site of alleged paranormal activity and also one of the most haunted areas in the state that I live in. But continuing on, we climbed Profile Rock itself, stayed on top of it for maybe three or four hours, and we all decided to leave at that point. As you're leaving Profile Rock, though, you have to go down this really long path that's about two miles long to get back to where we parked our car. Two of my friends are walking maybe 20 or 30 feet in front of me, and my other friend... I'll never know why I turned around too, but I didn't have a feeling like someone was watching us or anything like that. I just simply turned around because besides the moonlight shining through the trees in certain areas, we only really had cell phone flashlights to make our way around. But I remember turning around and seeing someone running at us from like 150 feet away full speed. But what completely threw me off wasn't that they were running at us, it's how they were running. You know how a zombie walks in a sort of horror movie, dragging one of its legs, almost limping? That's how this someone was running at us. At first, I didn't say anything, too, and possibly assumed it was one of my friends or someone that was already in there who got injured and needed assistance or something. Until this someone made it to an area of the path where the moonlight reached through the trees and gave them some perspective. And what I saw, it still chokes me up till this day. Have you ever seen a child sort of draw a person? How they make a stick figure most of the time? Well, that's exactly how this someone looked. I caught maybe a a 10 second glance as it was running under the moonlight lit trees, but I saw no distinguishable facial features. No eyes, no mouth, and no ears. Its arms and legs looked like that of an extremely malnourished person, only completely black. And it didn't look like skin or any type of clothing from what I could see. I almost can't even describe it to be honest and you could blatantly tell that it wasn't a mask or one of those Halloween blacked out suits or anything. But I recall calling out to my friend in a sort of panicked voice who was walking with me and was now maybe 10 feet ahead of myself. I shined my cell phone light on him as he was looking where I was just looking and I could tell right away from his facial expression that I wasn't just seeing things. It was now maybe 40 feet away from us, if that, almost the same distance as our friends in front of us, and me and my friend, we just took flight and we started running with everything that we had. My two other friends in front of us shot around and asked us what was wrong, and I replied, just run, and all four of us just jetted out for the car. I remember taking a glance back as we were running, and when I did, there was nothing there, even though whatever was chasing us would certainly be on our tails by now. Well, I didn't ask questions. We all hopped in the car and my friend who was walking with me yells, Dude, tell me that you just saw that. What was that? I told him that I think I saw the same thing and I asked him to describe to all of us what he saw and he described literally the exact same thing that I witnessed. But by now, the other two friends are thinking that we were joking around or messing with them or something. And to my friend who was walking with me swore on his father who had passed away not even a month ago that he was telling the truth. I was kind of frustrated to be honest because I couldn't believe my other two friends didn't see it as they turned around to question why we were running but anyway, I guess that doesn't really matter. What matters is that we got back there safely and we actually went back there with a few more people the day after and witnessed nothing of course. And I guess that I'll just never know what it was, or who it was, or what it wanted. But what I do know is one thing. There is no way that two people both just imagine seeing some stick figure spectre in the woods like that. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. So, this started two nights ago, and I'm hoping that someone can give me a guess as to what could be going on. Note, too, that I do have nyctophobia, though outside at night doesn't bother me like the inside of a dark house or room, due to childhood trauma, which I won't go into. So, on one side of the room, I have white Christmas lights dimmed down a bit for some light at night. Luckily, that doesn't bother my fiancé, but he could sleep upside down in a hurricane, to be honest, so it's easy going. And two nights ago, I woke up in the middle of the night and went to the bathroom. I couldn't get back to sleep afterwards, I have bad insomnia too, so I was just sort of laying in bed, bored, debating on just staying up all night, but was pretty much just staring at the ceiling, just chilling and waiting to get tired again. When all of a sudden, it was like every sense that I had yelled danger I mean the hair on my body stood up goosebumps all over I was overwhelmed with complete fear I I can't exactly describe the feeling but if you guys have ever been put in a dangerous situation then you might be able to relate anyway this is where things get a bit weird and confusing to be honest so there was a figure in the doorway except I couldn't really see it clearly it's hard to explain, but my senses were telling me, hey, there's something there, but my eyes just couldn't really make it out. I could follow it with my eyes, I could sense it, but I couldn't exactly see what it was. It's hard to explain, but whatever this thing was, it wasn't like a solid shadow, it wasn't like a humanoid in shape, that I could tell anyway. It was like a, a mist or smoke, but not dark. Tall and kind of shaped like if someone had a sheet over themselves and just stood there. That kind of shape. Yeah, I know that it doesn't really make that much sense because, like I said, it was hard to see. But it was almost like I knew that it was there, but it was possibly camouflaging itself or something. Again, I'm sorry, but it's just hard to explain. Anyway, moving on from that, it went from the doorway to the other side of the room at the end of the bed. It didn't walk. It was more like it teleported, to be honest. It sort of jumped from place to place. Meanwhile, every part of me is telling me to run in danger. But then I see it go from the end of the bed to my side of the bed. And at this point, I sit up and my senses are going completely nuts. I can and cannot see whatever this thing is. It's sort of moving out of my peripheral vision and sort of in and out of focus. It moves to the end of my bed directly in front of me and my instinct is saying danger again. And every part of me is telling me to move and move now. Well, I didn't because... As I said I, I could see it but not see it at the same time so going from my eyes I thought maybe I was just kind of overreacting or something maybe I was hallucinating maybe I wasn't really seeing anything at all I don't know but a few seconds later it lurches at me the best way I can describe it is it just sort of jumped at me I couldn't yell I tried I was shoved back onto the bed, and the feeling was a mix of sort of static and electrical shock. Think if you sort of held onto a livestock electric fence for a few seconds, or something like that, over my entire body. I managed to throw my arm out, smacking my fiancé and grabbing his chest, basically grabbing onto him for dear life. He jumps up absolutely confused and half asleep. He sees me basically scared out of my mind, and this thing just fades away. I, uh... Couldn't talk for a while, but I could move. I explained to him what happened, and he just hugged me until I was able to fall asleep again. And last night, I had a similar thing happen again. But this time, I tried to really focus on whatever it was with my eyes because once that feeling came over me, I, I just knew that it was coming, and I can't really do anything about it. But this time, I focused, and it went to the top left corner of the bedroom. And it was more shadowy this time, if that's the right word. It darkened that corner of the room, is what I mean, which isn't too far from the end of my side of the bed. I sat up ready for something to happen, and it again jumped on, or sort of in me. I don't know how to explain it, but I managed to grab my fiancé, who was already awake. It still scared the heck out of him, though, but... He didn't see anything and I was alert and awake but wasn't talking and the electrical weird feeling in my body lasted a while before fading this time. But it didn't move like the night before. It was basically at the doorway, corner of the ceiling, then bam, it was right in front of me. It happened really quickly too whereas the night before it, it was like it was trying to figure out what to do maybe or observing before jumping on me. Not sure but it was definitely quicker this time. Now, after doing some research, I used some sage smudge before bed because I was worried and clearly it didn't help. I've had experiences of the paranormal before growing up in a haunted house, and yes, I believe in ghosts and all that. I've been told by a few people that due to things that have happened and continue to happen, that there's a chance that I'm possessed, or at least I have an evil something attached to me, which wouldn't surprise me at all. I also have nightmares every night, and it's been like this for, well, years. But this, whatever this thing is, it's new, and it's really terrifying, and I have no idea what to do from here. Do any of you guys have any suggestions? Also, I'm sorry, I know that this story is a bit confusing and all over the place, but... My fiancé is very supportive, and he also believes in the paranormal, which I'm thankful for. I'm really not sure what's going on, but I'm really scared to go to bed tonight. So this happened this week. I'm a 25-year-old female and a single mum. We had a a guy quit earlier this week, and we thought that he skipped town. This guy, too, just always gave me the creeps. He was at least 59 to 63. I never really took the time to find out, but... For a bit more of a backstory, I'm open about being a true crime fan. I listen to true crime podcasts regularly at work. and Well, one day, he told me to look up a more current missing woman's case. She was a a mum with brown hair and brown eyes, like me. And she went missing right before he moved to my town. And now... I really hope that I'm just overthinking this but last night my mum took my son for the night and this guy knew that I was alone on Thursday night due to a small talk in the office. As I was closing my curtains due to it getting dark and you can see clearly into my house I saw this van down the street. Upon seeing it I locked the doors and I also had my gun with me on my chair just watching TV. Now, this is a small town that I live in, so my friends and family will stop over randomly, but they never knock. So, when I heard a knock at the door, I loaded my gun and looked out the window for a vehicle, but there was nothing. Whiskey, my dog, started growling, which he never growls, barks a little bit. He's a little dog, but I've never heard him growl before. Something just wasn't right. Even though my ex-husband taught me all sorts of self-defense too, I called the police and with snow on the ground, there were footprints going all around my house and he also left the gate open. I haven't heard from the police if they found him yet. I lock my doors more often now and have friends and family call before they come over too, but it was a really creepy night and whoever that was, I just hope that it wasn't him this happened to me and my friends a couple of years ago so my mum used to work at this pretty creepy church a long time ago along with a couple of my friend's parents while my mom and my friend's parents were doing work me and my friends would just do whatever play hide and seek or just explore since it was a pretty big church anyway One day me and my friends were playing in this big area towards the back of the church where no one really goes unless they need to so we figured that we could be as loud as we wanted to back there. While me and my friends were running around, one of my friends decided that he wanted us to go and see what was at the bottom of this stairwell towards the far left of this big area. Our parents always told us not to go down there but out of curiosity it got the better of us and we decided to see what was at the bottom. We were at the top of the stairs just sort of looking down, deciding if we should still go down there or not. And with a lot of persuading from one of my friends, we all eventually decided to go down and not tell anyone. When we got down there, it was honestly like a giant maze. I mean like thousands of narrow hallways, rooms on both sides of us. It was so narrow too that we had to go single file down these hallways. I was second in line most of the time anyway. We must have walked for probably two or three hallways when we suddenly heard a loud noise. Then all went quiet and we thought that it was probably just mice or something like that in one of the rooms but we were still a little bit scared and creeped out by the noise since there was only one entrance and exit and we came down that way. We were taking our time going forward when All of a sudden, a lady with grey hair came around the corner and just grinned at one of my friends. We all just sort of stood there in fear for a second, then my fight or flight response kicked in and we all were tumbling over each other trying to get out of there. Since it was so narrow when we had to go single file, I could only go as fast as I could, so I started to push my friend and say go faster. But we finally got out of there and when we looked back, there was no lady anywhere. Later, my friend told me that when he looked back, she was still following them, but was just walking and sort of grinning at us. He also told us that he saw a door behind the lady, but I guess we were just so fixated on this lady and in shock that we didn't notice it. Another thing that we learned later on, too, is that there should have been no one down there at that time. I'm a single mother to an obnoxiously adorable seven-year-old boy. This happened when he was five years old in the summer of 2018, and the what-ifs still haunt me. So, there's a beautiful park on the river that my son and I used to frequent. On this summer evening, we decided to picnic in the park for dinner. When we arrived, there were lots of families playing with their children on the playground. We found a spot in the grass near the water, laid down our big purple blanket, and began to eat. I was facing the playground, just people watching, when I noticed a group of three children that seemed to be alone. There were two boys and one girl, and they looked to be between the ages of maybe 9 and 12. And you know that bad feeling that you get when something just doesn't feel right? These kids, for some reason, just gave me that feeling almost instantly. I brushed it off, though, because... Well, they were only kids, right? My son and I were almost done eating and ready to play when some dark clouds came rolling in. We live in Florida, and this is standard for a summer evening, so I decided to wait it out and see if it would pass. It did. Everyone cleared the park, with the exception of the group of children that I mentioned before, and it was at this point that I realized that they were definitely alone. I figured that they must live nearby or something... Either way, I took my son on the swing and these kids were just sort of hanging around near us and staring but not saying anything. Then the youngest looking boy came up to my son on the swing and stood in front of it so that my son almost hit him while he was swinging. He just stood there. I asked him what he was doing and he didn't answer. It made me super uneasy so I took my son off the swing and over to the jungle gym on the other side of the playground. My son and I were playing on the other side of the park, and I didn't see the other kids anymore, so I thought they must have left. I sat down on the bench near the jungle gym and watched my son as he played. About ten minutes later, I looked over toward the parking lot and noticed the same group of kids were actually still at the park and were over there talking to an older man with a dog. This went on for another five or so minutes, and then the man and the children parted ways. The man walked down the street, the opposite direction, and the children came back to the park and over to the jungle gym where my son was playing. I was still sitting on the bench, which was probably no more than about 10 feet away from the jungle gym, when these kids started hanging around and talking to my son. They were asking him a lot of questions too, like, how old are you, where do you go to school, stuff like that. He was answering while climbing around and didn't seem to be paying a whole lot of attention. I was watching the other kids the entire time this was going on because they just gave me an unwavering bad feeling. And after a few minutes, they got off the jungle gym and began walking toward the road. I was so fixated on the top of their heads too as they were walking away that I didn't realize at first my son, who was tiny, was walking with them. They were almost to the street when I screamed my son's name then he turned around and bolted back to me. I asked him where he was going and he said they said that they had to show me something. Well, we left immediately after that to this day I really don't know if it was sinister or not but I can't explain the kids trying to lead my son out of the park and I often think about what could have happened if I wasn't paying attention that day. Was the old man somehow involved? I spoke with my son about following the stranger danger rule with anyone that he doesn't know, even if they're kids like him. And after that, we didn't play at that park anymore. Sometimes too, I I drive by that park on occasion and I've even seen that old man a few times, but I've never seen those children since that day. G'day mates, it's B Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys. And I'll see you, mates, in the next one.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take.